Hello and welcome to episode three of Dad's Right. Uh, here again with Dylan. Hello. Um, and uh, as this is our closest episode to Cinco de Mayo, we had a little bit of mariachi music that was Mariachi's Ghost from the band The Mariachi's Ghost. I had uh, the pleasure of seeing them perform at Folk on the Rocks in Yellowknife. You, you saw them as well, yeah? Yeah, I caught a bit. I didn't see as much as I wanted to because I was mostly just following friends around and they were less interested. But uh, the bit I saw, I really, it really liked. Yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, if any of my Yellowknife friends will remember in the beer garden when the power went out, it was them on the stage. So they came out onto the picnic tables and started playing in the middle of the crowd. It was so much fun. That's really, awesome. Yeah, really, really good band. A lot of fun. If you get the chance, go see them. Um, start off, just some uh, highlights from the week. We, we sometimes do best and worst, but, you know, it's coming up on Star Wars Day, Cinco de Mayo. It's the third one. Uh, well, that's, uh, let's just... Let's just focus on some positive this week. Sound good? Yeah, I mean, I had a pretty good week. I, I was struggling to think of a a, a worst thing, really. So. That is a good week. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, to start, I have to say, this every Friday, they have been airing new episodes of the TV show Star Wars The Clone Wars. And this Friday's was particularly good. I very much enjoyed that. It was a little heart-wrenching because it... Uh, it was the beginning of Order 66. Um, Which is? Uh, watch Star Wars. You sh- just just watch Star Wars. It's too hard to get into. If you don't know, then you need to watch Star Wars. Um, <laughs> but it was a little heart-wrenching, but it's a good episode. I have a feeling we'll get into more of that a little bit later. Doesn't that happen in the movie? Yeah, but you only see one aspect of it in the movie. This... This episode, it shows you where a character that is um, one of the main characters in the TV show, but is only in the uh, Star Wars TV shows, uh, sort of like where it was, what was happening to her with uh, Order 66 and how that followed. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You? Me? Uh, I had a few things this week that I, I really enjoyed. I saw on, uh, I think I saw it on Facebook first, but a guy named West Tank doing uh dr seuss to dr dre beats it's brilliant um i can't get enough of it uh, i thought it was very very good um then uh you and i put up the second garage door opener it was a productive week yes it was that was that went a lot smoother than i thought i think mm-hmm. four and a half five hours i no, i think it was four and a half yeah the way you were talking about it earlier i thought it was gonna be like all week yeah, it went it went quite well. It went quite well. And and then uh for the past week and a bit, I guess we've been doing our our sort of nightly walks, which I've been enjoyed. And and the weather's getting nicer. In the yeah. last 2 days I've been in shorts. Yeah, so. I went out, well I went out in long pants and a sweater today and I was a little warm. Yeah. Um I also um I was quite happy to see um the assault weapons ban. I would call that a good thing from this week for me. And I've also had a very good video gaming week. I've been playing two video games. It's been a bit of a problem because I want to play them both. <laughs> and I have to like find time to get each done. And I start work on Wednesday, so that's going to start eating into my video game time. But, you know, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. <laughs> All right, for the rest of the podcast this episode, uh, we are going to be joined by my uh, cousins, uh, Gregory and Hayden Markey, who are, of course, my cousins, as I said, which makes them my dad's nephews. Yes. Gregory Hayden, say hello. 
That's Gregory and Hayden. <laughs> uh, so, uh, because tomorrow is May the 4th, which, as I'm sure you all know, is Star Wars Day, the next segment is going to be a roundtable discussion on Star Wars and uh, various other Star Wars-related things. Um, so, if you don't know, May the 4th is Star Wars Day because it rhymes with May the Force, as in May the Force be with you, May the Fourth be with you. It uh, began as a fan-based driven thing. People uh, just started to make the pun, call it Star Wars Day, and then in 2011, Lucasfilm and its parent company Disney hopped right on in, made it official, and ever since then it has been celebrated officially as Star Wars Day. And we uh, Gregory and Hayden and myself have been literally lifelong Star Wars fans, and uh, my dad, uh, did you see it on the release day? What what happened? Uh, I don't I don't know about a New Hope on the release day. Probably not. I don't I don't remember the first time I saw a New Hope. I feel like it was in theaters, but I'm not sure. What, what year was it released? Seventy seven. So I was six. 70. Was seventy seven great? Yeah, I was 77, because my dad would have been, like... He would have been six. My dad was 171, he would have been, like, nine or something. Six. Six, yeah. So I feel... I I know... I remember seeing uh, Empire in the theaters, but I don't remember if I saw... Like, I would have had to have my mother take me, and I'm not not sure Grandma was... uh, Took me... I I don't know. I don't don't think I did. I don't think I saw it in theaters. What, uh... What was it like to see Empire in theaters? That was cool. I mean, the the for the you look back and the effects are, meh, but at the time, uh, amazing, right? Like incredible special effects for, for the time. Was it was the theater packed? I I don't really remember those details. It's a <laughs> foggy memory. I know there was a lot of facial hair and long, scraggly hair. <laughs> so uh, I started earlier today because with how many Star Wars movies there are now. Not for me. I was still pretty young. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, earlier today I started watching them because now that there are nine movies and two anthologies, it's too much to watch just on Star Wars Day, so I'm going to spread it over three days. So today I watched Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, which were the first two that were released after I was born. Um, I think both were released before, maybe, maybe Attack of the Clones was released in 2001, but I think it was 2002. Um, so at least Phantom Menace was released before either you or Hayden were born. Um, I'm pretty sure Phantom Menace was like 98, 99. I think Phantom Menace was 99. Yeah, I'm thinking it's 99. Yeah, so I watched those two today, and I think those, maybe now there's more division with the sequels, but before the sequels came out, I think those were probably regarded as the two worst Star Wars movies. I Um, mean, at the time, I think really what happened is the same thing that happened with the sequels. Everyone everyone liked it, and then they all of a sudden went back and rewatched and started seeing flaws with it, right? We've watched one and two so many times that we realized how like bad some of it is some of it i i mean there are some good fight scenes yeah there are some good fight scenes there's some good that came out of that movie like i'd say the only like good thing that came out of phantom menace was we obviously got an Liam neeson play Gunji. that's great ewan mcgregor that played uh young obi-wan kenobi and then, like, you go through, like, two hours of just, oh, okay, we get it. So then wanting to see the fight between Maul, Duke, or Maul, Obi-Wan, and Qui-Gon. 
Yeah, I mean, that's... The du- Duel of the Fates is a pretty epic battle. Yeah, like, Duel of the Fates is, like, one of the best, I'd say, fight scenes in all of uh, Star Wars cinema, because... Except for Obi-Wan should have forced run through when the gates were... when the force field was open. Yeah. Well, oh, well, there it, was... Yeah, if that, you want... True. If you want a quick <laughs> chuckle, look up on YouTube. Why didn't Obi Wan yeah. use Force Speed? Just look it up. It's a good laugh. It is so funny. <laughs> the first time we found that video, we watched it like seven times in a row. It's oh, it so was funny. hilarious. We played it over and over. Again. Yeah, we just played it over and over. But you know, I actually, I, I genuinely enjoy the Phantom Menace. I, I do too. I don't mind a lot of the politics stuff that goes on. I think it's kind of neat. It's not my favorite, but overall, I like it. Um, it's the young Anakin, young Padme interactions are a little strange. Yeah, they're a little they're better a little, than the second change. one interactions. I mean, you realize he's ten. I yeah, or like nine. He was nine, and she was fourteen. A little bit of an age gap. Yeah, well, five years isn't it too bad. It was a bad. long time ago. That's happened a long time. Ago. <laughs> Yes, of course, but I'm saying that if it was... Wait, how, how far apart are they? Five? Four years? Five they were years? five years, but there's, like, a huge difference between, like, if you're 25 and 30 versus 9 and 14. Yes, but at the same time, it's like, if... Like, if this was... If Anakin and Padme met when Anakin was 18 and she was, like, 23 or 24... That would make... That would be like, okay, no, that's understandable. Yeah, well, you know, it's an Attack of the Clones... That is 10 years later. Anakin is 19, Padme is 24, and that's when they get married. Yeah. After so he uh, murders a village of an indigenous species on this colonized planet, and, you know, that really, she was like, this guy, he's marriage material. And yeah, it should have well, been a son. Yeah, goes off and says, like, yeah. killed all the women and the children, and it's like, yeah, sure, I'll marry you. Yeah, that's oh, the guy, that's the man you want raising your kids. Exactly. And I guess your dad's right, you know? It's a long time ago, so, I mean... It's... Maybe there could have been no one Maybe. better. Yeah, I guess when you're in pol when when you're as busy as she is, you know, you're a queen for a while, then you're in politics. You're not meeting. You don't have a lot of time to date. So no. somebody shows interest, and you're like, "Yeah, all right, I guess it's this guy." But I'd say my favorite prequel movie by far is it's going to be Revenge of the Sith. That is the best prequel movie yeah. of the, all of them. Out of the first two. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's going to be it for everybody, because. Yeah. Well, it's just better. Obi-Wan Kenobi is, uh, you know, with Ian McGregor, that's his peak, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's yep. hilarious. Um, you got some great fight scenes. And uh, Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman are less terrible together. Yeah, like, I think... Because they're less together. Yeah. ...is the perfect pick for Anakin, but I think they writ him poorly. Yeah, I think they wrote him... My mom and I were just talking about that when we were watching. It's It's hard... Hayden Christensen, I don't think he's a great actor, but he's a fine actor. Uh, Natalie yeah. Portman is, of course, a great actress. Uh, but they don't they do not do well together. And I think it's the That's writing. Good. They get some really clunky dialogue. Yeah, they just have they don't have great chemistry, and I think the writers just didn't really do them justice. But I'm happy with what we got. Yeah. Episode 1 was 19. Yeah. Yes. We just confirmed that uh, Phantom Menace was 99. Um, yeah. So... Here's a question, because we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Um, Star Wars The Clone Wars, which is the TV show that uh, Disney started running in, I want to say, 2000. Well, it wasn't Disney. It was Lucasfilm uh, and Fox, I think, who owned Lucasfilm at the time. 
in yeah, 2008, I think it started. Yeah. And it was an animated yeah, TV great. series that uh, takes place between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And, uh, and it ran for six, six seasons, and then it got cancelled. And then this year, with the uh, Disney's acquisition of Lucasfilm, they're releasing a final season. And the last episode of that season is going to be released tomorrow, on Star yeah. Wars Day, of course. Um, now, we, Gregory Hayden and I have all seen all of Star Wars The Clone Wars. We love it. You... Well, we yeah. grew up with it. Yeah, mostly, kind of. We literally grew up with the Clone Wars, like, from, we grew, like, literally, from, like, I'd say Ahsoka's age, when in the first season, she's, like, 12-ish, 14-ish, and we were all, well, I mean, I was, like, seven, I think, or whatever, but, like, we all grew up with, like, we kind of, like, aged with these characters. I, I guess a little bit. Maybe more so you guys, because I was, I'm older. Um, but, yeah. But, uh... You, Dad, you've, you've not seen this TV show. No, just, just when I walk through the room when you're watching it. Yeah. Um, now, they made a Star Wars The Clone Wars movie, which we all saw in theaters. Do you remember seeing that in theaters, guys? Talk about? Uh, like, did we remember seeing it, or did your dad remember seeing it? Oh, any of you. I don't think I went. Yeah, you went. I, I remember, I think, honestly, I remember like watching it on the, in the car on the ride home from somewhere. It could have been camping. We probably, I think we stopped at like Blockbuster and picked it up, and if, I'm pretty sure it was Blockbuster, I could be wrong, but we got it, and it was like the Clone Wars, and we popped it in, and we watched it on the car right home on the TV monitor to the back of the uh, headrest of the car, um, but I know I definitely didn't see it in theaters. No, we all saw it in theaters. Um, I've never seen it. I remember, it was at the Silver City Theater in Brampton. I probably fell asleep then, I no it was it. Well, it's a bad movie. Hayden said we don't need to talk about it a long time. Um, but that's... It was okay. Once it was a bad movie at the time, I liked it. I enjoyed it, but it had a long way to go. Yeah, well, it's that that movie is highly geared towards kids. Yes. Um, and the TV show kind of started like that, but then it aged up. Um, yeah, it matures. And yeah, it definitely matures. And it gets really good. It gets dark. But the the issue I want to bring up is um, at the end of Solo, a Star Wars story, they yeah. they showed a brief brief sort of clip where Kira is talking to Darth Maul, yeah. right? Now, if anybody hadn't seen the Clone Wars TV show and hadn't, like, been following it, they were just kind of like a casual Star Wars viewer who went to theaters and they saw it in the theaters and they liked Star Wars like that, they would have, like, no idea what Maul's doing there and how he's even alive. Because last mm -hmm. we saw him in the movies, he was cut in half, falling down a shaft. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Like dead Way, wounded way worse than qui-gon jinn yeah yeah Who, who's still dead yes who is still dead um yeah. so like bringing him back was a stretch it was cool he's cool in the clone wars um, but i'm so happy they brought him back though because this show would not be the same without maul i think maul was a fantastic addition to bring him back is he a slinky in the middle <laughs> that's cool he's got robot legs you got robo legs. I guess I guess I can see Couldn't how they give Qui Gon a robot stomach? <laughs> I mean, in Star Trek, Picard gets a uh a, a, a heart made of Tritanium. But yeah. I guess with Qui Gon, if they like if you like punctured a vital organ, that is potentially more deadly than if you get cut in half. But it cauterizes, so everything would stay in place. Yeah, it's it's really hard debating. Okay, we also have to remember this is science fiction, so 
debating on who can survive being cut in half slash stabbed by a lightsaber, it's kind of like, uh, well, you just go with it. Yeah, I mean, the, there's some continuity errors, but is it so? Is it fair though to start into even though it's all canon? Is it fair to start integrating stuff from the TV show into the movies? Like, I like it because I get it, but yeah. Like, did well, you, I'm, Dad? Yeah, did you I'm think it was cool? That, like, I oh. saw the Clone Wars, so I know what's going on. But I think what they're trying to do, it could be, I could be right, I could be wrong, most likely wrong, is at the end of Soul, they see Maul and they're like, why is he there? This dude got cut in half. Even some people might not even remember him. But I think it would make people go, okay, why is he there? And they look up, why is Darth Maul alive in Solo? And then they'd see the Clone Wars, and then they'd go back and be like, oh, he was alive in the Clone Wars. Maybe I should go back and watch this. Or, or, or they'll explain it in the next movie. Is yeah, gonna... I mean, I'd like to see Maul in future movies. I mean, there's so much potential for him because he does survive War 66, and he does... Uh, make it to the TV show Rebels, too. Yeah. But, I mean, is there going to be another Solo movie? Solo's not a very popular... Well, he popular... doesn't necessarily have to be in the Solo movie. He could have, like... Uh, like, there could be a movie based around his crime syndicate. True. But... I guess that would have to... I guess they could explain that and then have a Maul movie, like, explain how he survived. Um... I don't know. What would you think of that, Dad? Because you, have, you haven't seen the show. Uh, I, I don't even think it necessarily needs to be that intricate. It's just if he's going to... I think they need... Well, it's set up for another movie. They'll make it. I think they'll make it. I think they'll make another Solo movie. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a money, right? People like Solo. The guy did a decent job. The movie wasn't great, but I enjoyed it. It was okay. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll make another movie and they explain it in, you know, five or ten minutes how he lived. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I think it was cool having I'm it. I'm glad it was made, but I mean, I think there were some areas where it could have been better. Oh, yeah, it could have been better for sure. Oh, oh, yeah. 100% it could have been better. Um, there was... I think it's probably... I think it's probably the worst of the Disney Star Wars movies. That's not to say it's bad. But I think it's yeah. I think it's just at the bottom bottom rung for me, because it was just okay. All the other ones had like really cool moments and kind of good good plots for the most part, um, and it was and I enjoyed them all. Whereas Solo, I kind of just watched and I was like, all right, cool, that's yeah. neat. Um, I was a little mad at it because it was the first Star Wars movie where R two D two and C three PO didn't appear, and that broke their streak of being the only two characters. Uh, that appear in every single movie, Star Wars movie. They could yeah. have thrown them in there. Yeah, they could have thrown them in there easily. They just threw, they were only in Rogue One for like fifteen seconds max. They just had a little cameo. They could have thrown them in there at the end when they boarded this ship. Um, Rogue One, as they're yeah, once they're when they're leaving the Rebel base, uh, on on Yavin, once they're like all taken off and stuff to go to Scarif. Oh, okay. You see them just hanging out in those hangar bay. I like how Rebel 1 ends right when A New Hope begins. Like yeah. Right then. Except for, at the end of, of, Reb, of Rogue, Rogue 1, one uh, Darth Vader's like an incredible lightsaber fighter doing all these flips and everything. And then you go to the next movie and he's, you know, at A New Hope, he just sort of walks around. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't, he didn't do any flips or anything like that. He just was very powerful in the Force. If you look at it, it was just he, mainly him 
being relentless and ruthless with just slashing the lightsabers. So it was mainly installing fear into the rebels. That's why they were like really couldn't aim. Yeah. Um, I think it was just it was like most of the stuff that like from the dark side. I didn't mean it's like draw fear from your enemies. And I think the amount of fear that was in all those rebels just made them misfire, and it just all the overwhelming presence of Vader. And he just, he was so powerful with his lightsaber strings and how much of a ruthless, a ruthless uh, opponent he really is. Yeah. And the, and the technology they had at the time wasn't as good as it now, right? To so make the movie, they, they exactly. They had the technology that they had now. Yeah. They could have Darth Vader so much better in, like, A New Hope. Yeah. He's, he's not wrong there, but... No, it was, it's just, Darth Vader just way more athletic in Rogue yeah. One than he is in oh, New yeah, Hope. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah, see him, do, he does a lot of like really quick lightsaber intricate movements, whereas uh, Darth Vader versus Obi-Wan in New Hope it's is just, just like top bottom. Top yeah, bottom. That's, that's not, not that like much later. Cool <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just like wrong. right just the next day sort of. Yeah. A couple months later. Yeah. It's, there's actually another YouTube video. Somebody sort of like remade yeah. and remastered that fight. And it's, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's scene eleven thirty eight is the scene that is called and it's said remastered. Fantastic. Yeah, and it's really good. It's not just like added graphics. Like it's two people, sort of redid the fight, but they made it look very much like it could be in that movie. Um, yeah, just, it would be like yeah, uh, like remastered. Like you could probably slide it in there, pretty seamlessly with maybe a little bit more editing. Um, but I wouldn't want you to because in a way. That first lightsaber battle is iconic in itself. Yeah. Like, it's the first lightsaber battle we see in Star Wars, um, if you do it in the way they sort of came out. And, uh, and it's just... It's just so great in its simplicity. Simplicity. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, before... I know we probably want to wrap this up soon. Before we go, I feel like we haven't even talked... We've talked about the anthologies and the prequels and a little bit about the originals, but... Probably the most contentious topic in Star Wars right now is the sequels, yeah. which is uh, 7, 8, and 9, um, which I, I liked them all. There were aspects I didn't like that I could criticize, and I see where some people are coming from, but I know there are people who like viscerally hate them, who are like, these yeah. ruined Star Wars. And I'm like, not really. They just took it in a... A different direction. Yeah. I... My thing is, I think the, the one thing, like, uh, based off of the movies, and the, I see this, that's the best way I can put it. There was the first director was J.J. Abrams. Then it was Ryan Johnson, and then it went back to J.J. Abrams. The, they both... These both directors wanted different things from the movie. Like, you'll see it. J.J. Uh, Abrams in the, in the Force Awakens had Kylo Ren, a guy with a mask and everything like that. He was... He was uh, Ben. He's Ben Solo. He's a descendant of the Skywalker line and everything like that. And then Ryan Johnson, who sees the next one, thinks that it's, he's a completely stupid character. He doesn't need a mask because he's not. And he's not Vader. So in the so in the movie, he makes Ren destroy the mask. But in the next movie, he rebuilds the mask and has it on again. And I think that they just they they kind of tugged and jerked the star the sequels around a lot. Well, like, my... they wanted to go in completely different directions with the movie, and they weren't happy with it. Yeah, my, my biggest criticism about the sequels is that it doesn't seem to me like they had a clear three-movie arc of a story that they wanted to tell. Before they started, it's, and they should have. They yeah, had lots of time. They had lots of time. They absolutely should have. And it contains the worst uh, Star Wars scene 
ever. Which, which is, is Leia waking up in space and like force pulling herself back to the ship. That's or yeah, that's some questionable stuff. It is I awful. was going to that. I it's, feel like the worst scene is when uh, Luke just stares at Ray at the end of the of the end of the first of episode seven. I was like, really? <laughs> oh, but that's so iconic. Personally, I still think that the worst Star Wars scene ever is Anakin and Padme by the fireplace. Um, professing how they love each other but they shouldn't that's that's bad bad. that's the worst for me um but like with the sequels it felt it really felt like each movie was just a reaction to the last one and um and for me it's the easiest to point out through characters uh force awakens came out uh force awakens uh came out the force awakens came out i don't know why (laughs) i struggled so much to say that um it came out, and one of the biggest things that I remember talking to people about and hearing about afterwards was, who is this Snoke guy? Who is the Supreme Leader Snoke? And there was all these wild theories. I remember one of the biggest one was, it's Mace Windu. Um, and yeah. uh, there was all these wild theories, and also a lot of, Snoke's a stupid name. This is a weird villain. He looks bad. What's going on? And there was a lot yeah. of negative reaction to Snoke. And then in The Last Jedi... They just killed him. Like, it was nothing. Like, they just got rid of him, made Kylo Ren the supreme leader. And, mm-hmm. uh, and in Last Jedi, they introduced this character, Rose Tico. End of Last Jedi, she gets torn apart. Kelly Marie Tran, the actress, um, uh, is, like, like, leaves social media because she gets so much hate. Like, it was viscerally awful, um, sort yeah. of the things that were said to her. And I'll be honest, I didn't like the character Rose Tico either. I didn't think it was well written. I didn't think it was necessary to the show. I thought it was awkward. Um, yeah. That is not the actor's fault. That's some bad no. writing. And the actors should not get hate for that. You shouldn't drive people off of social media because you didn't like a character they play. That's terrible. And yeah. um, Kelly Mutran should not have had to endure that. And I feel so sorry for her that she did because I respect her as an actress. Um, but that aside, uh, once you uh, introduce The Rise of Skywalker, she's barely in it. They've just kind of written her out. After setting her up to be, like, the main love interest of the character Poe, they just write her out. Finn, 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 Finn. Finn, yes, yeah, sorry, thank you. Finn, thank you. Um, uh, but yeah, they just wrote her out, and she's just gone. It was like each movie kind of just reacted to the last one, and there was a lot of uh, inconsistencies on, in what was going on, and that was annoying. I think it's also like how fans, you can never satisfy a Star Wars fan. They always, one Star Wars fan will want something and the other will want something completely different. It's trying to find that balance of we want to do it, but this is the best way we can do it by pleasing everyone. Yeah. And you don't want, I mean, there was a lot of criticisms of, um, for example, The Force Awakens being just a remake of A New Hope. And so Last Jedi, they went in a totally different direction. They were like, wow, that was the worst Star Wars movie I've ever seen. It was terrible. Um, but I respect that about George Lucas for the prequels, because the prequels, as they were coming out into this day, get and got a lot of hate. Um, but George Lucas, he stuck to the story he was going to tell. He had his three movie arc and he went for it. Do you think Jar Jar was supposed to be in the second one more and then got written out because of reaction? Nope. Possibly. Well, maybe. There's a lot of theories around that. A lot of people think Jar Jar was supposed to be a Sith Lord. What? Yeah, that... Yeah. You never heard this theory? It's, oh, God, you just gotta look it up. But, uh... Just, yeah. Anyway, the short of everything is, Star Wars is fantastic. <laughs> yep. Last segment today, we're, uh... We're gonna be talking about video games. We 
I'm not going to say everybody because the thankfully the the essential search workers are 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 going out to work every day and and putting in uh a, a valiant effort every day and thank them for right. that but there or are I'd rather be home than playing video games there are many people that are are home and uh and have some time to kill so we are going to have a small discussion on uh on video games that that we like the the sort of five that we each like and then we'll we'll delve into some uh where there's some debates. Anyway, uh, Greg, you want to start? Sure. Um, so my first one was uh, Jedi Fallen Order. And I think that this game is just, it's so, it's, it's a good game to play in quarantine because for anyone who has just not had the time to sit down and play a video game in a while and they're a huge Star Wars fan, Fallen Order would definitely be a game that I would recommend because there's just so much content within this game and it's just it brings back memories it reminds me of just a star there hasn't been a single player star wars game in a long time and this is one that we got and i'm happy with it that's true it's it is it is the first single player star wars game in uh in a while and it wasn't bad um what are your other ones uh, I got Doom Eternal, which um, is a great game. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars, the online game, and then I got Call of Duty Modern Warfare. All right. Anything that you play on ColecoVision? <laughs> no? ColecoVision. <laughs> <laughs> those of you who didn't hear, he said, what's ColecoVision? <laughs> I had to throw uh, something in for my generation. Oh. <laughs> something for... Uh, yeah, I can't even think of something as old as ColecoVision. Atari? That's pre-ColecoVision. That's pre-ColecoVision? Yeah. Okay. Uh, ColecoVision was the upgrade. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it had some really cool controllers. It had one controller that was like a hilt of a sword, and uh, the, the trigger, there was triggers for each finger, and then the top of the hilt, there was a joystick and a number pad, like a telephone number pad, and then they had, uh, like sheets that sat over top of the number pads so the numbers were different things for different games like for baseball players one was left field two was center field three was right field and then you controlled them with the joystick anyway cutting edge cutting edge stuff <laughs> cutting edge technology yeah oh sorry that's anyway. like overly complicated <laughs> um hayden hayden what are your five uh i have uh star wars jedi fallen order which is the same thing as greg's i have forza horizon 4 call of duty modern warfare Battlefront 2 2017, and then Gears of War 5. And I think for the first one I'll pick is um, for Forza Horizon 4. It's a great game if you love cars and uh, and ex just exploring a map that's just massive as, and driving really fast, modding your car. It's a good, it's also a good learning game if you want to be like an engineer or something. It explains exactly whatever every part does to your car. So a great, great game for people who love cars. And yeah, for someone who works in the car industry, Forza Horizon 4, I never really saw how much simulation it really was until I worked at uh, Toyota and then came back and played Forza, 4, uh, Forza Horizon 4. There's so much that you can do to your car in the game that you can do in real life. And it's a very good learning tool for people who do want to get into 
the automotive industry and understanding what different words mean and what different things do and like engine displacement and horsepower torque, all these kinds of things are all incorporated into this game. And it's just a great learning tool rather than just, just being a game. The, the, the driving game, what, what system, is that like on a computer or on uh, Xbox or? Yeah, it's on the Xbox One. And, and do you have games. a, sorry, do you have a steering wheel? Yeah, we do. Okay, because that's Wait, a... you have you have a steering wheel. Yeah, yeah, it's like this thing that you can sort of it's it's so it's it's got it's a steering wheel with uh, a brake and a gas pedal. It doesn't have the clutch pedal and the actual shifter, which kind of sucks. But at the same time, it's still fun to use. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you can use the steering wheel. It's really really fun. Yeah, that's the only way driving games to me got so complex with joysticks that they became no fun anymore. Uh, yeah. like Forza, I played Forza, but I played it with a joystick and it was too hard, but with a steering wheel, I could see it would be fun. But why not? You know, the steering wheel is harder. I, driving games never really appe uh, uh, appealed to me. Like if I want to go street race, I'll just go hop in the RAV. <laughs> <laughs> no bet in pink slips. It's not that fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, dad, what are your five? All right. Uh. Uh, well, Skyrim's one of them. It's one that I guess you kind of turned me on to that one, and it's I I fully did. I, yeah, I was the one who showed you. Yeah. That. yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, big world, lots to do, lots of different quests, and and lots of choices that you can do. So much different things. It's a lot of fun to kill time. I'm a huge fan of the EA sports games. Personally, I like hockey, football, and baseball because that's probably the sports that I like. But uh, just give you. A, not not just playing the game, but now they give you like your you can draft a player and you know you can put your name on it or whatever and train them and make them better and you know all these things. It's I I like them. I think they're a lot of fun. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic was was uh, one of the early video games that you turned me on to, and I did like that as well. That was that was a pretty good game, and and I have one driving game on here, uh, Burnout, which. Uh, only the racing part of it was okay, but it had this section where where you just drove your car in and smashed up and tried you, like you got points for doing damage. Yeah, you drove like, it into an, an intersection into oncoming traffic. Tried to hit as many yeah. cars as you could. Yeah, and, yeah. the most yeah. damage, the most carnage you can get. Yeah. yeah, that was great. That was great. That was anyway, Dill. Uh, yeah. Okay. So my five are. I'm gonna agree with Skyrim. I'm gonna agree with Star Wars Knights of the Republic. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm going to throw in the Fable series, games 1, 2, 3. That's me cheating. Uh, I'm gonna I did the same three. thing with EA Sports. That's true. Okay, so the Fable series. Um, and uh, uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is actually a game I haven't finished. I'm in the middle of it right now, but I'm, I'm loving it. And, uh, um, oh, I can't remember my fifth right now. <laughs> I have it written down. Um, Fallout. Fallout, oh, yeah. uh, uh, any of the Fallouts. The only one I've actually played is Fallout 4, though I've been told I should play New Vegas. Um, yeah, I think it's good. And I I'm want surprised to, you guys played so Fallout. much Assassin's Creed, it's not on any of your lists. Oh, crap, I can't believe I forgot about Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Assassin's Creed is good, and there are some really good Assassin's Creeds. Um, there's also some not-so-good Assassin's Creeds. Right yeah, now... Sure. I think the reason I didn't put it on right now is because just in this moment, I, I'm... 
I guess I'm just not in Assassin's Creed mood. <laughs> I understand that, and I agree. With that I too. started. I started playing Unity, Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, so last, I played Assassin's Creed Syndicate last year, and I finished it. And then um, I started playing Unity this year, and I stopped and decided to play other things because it's just it's the same as every other Assassin's Creed game, and that's fun. There's a lot of fun things you can do. Uh, but I think I just need more of a break. I'd rather go play some games that I've never played anything like it before. Right. Um, yeah. So that's that's probably I think that's why I didn't put on. You Assassin's got over. You now. got over assassined. Yeah. Over assassinated. Yeah. Well, there's so many Assassin's Creed games. There's so many of them. I always found them too hard. I think I tried it once and I didn't like it. You didn't try very how long though. No. Try very hard. I kept falling off a wall or something like that. <laughs> Um, but let's talk about one that was on most of our list. I think Hayden's the only one who dared to exclude it. Um, but Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic um, is an old game. It, uh, and by old, I mean like 15 years, something like that, uh, coming out in the early 2000s. Um, and I still play it like once a year, at least. It's, I love that game. I think it's a lot of fun. It's a great expansion to the Star Wars universe. It's like something like 25,000 years before the uh, the movies, which is really cool. And that's uh, an era of Star Wars that I feel like you get a lot of wiggle room because it's so, so far separated from the movies. And it's just, it's it was one of the earliest games where the end was sort of like choose your own destiny and your actions through the game could affect how it ended and the choices you made. Um... And it's just a lot of fun. It's really... If you haven't played it, I recommend it. Suffer the first through... Ten, the first hour is slow. The, the, yeah, yeah, it is. The first hour is slow. It's difficult. And it doesn't help at the fact that now it's old and really glitchy. But please suffer through it. You will not regret it. It's a, it's a great story. Oh, by far. And it introduces one of like the coolest characters in Star Wars... Well, it's canon now. He's actually canon. Yeah, he's canon. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's it's just a great, great game. And I I don't know if there's really much more to be said about that one. Um, you really can't say anything about it unless you've played it. Unless someone, you can't really explain how good this game is. So you have to just play it. Yeah. Um, but the other one that you two had on your list and neither of us did was Fallen Order. Um, Jedi Knight Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order, not Jedi Knight Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Knight Fallen Order sounds better, um, in my opinion. <laughs> um, it's a good game. I But the reason... And it's a... Right. I loved it in that it was a Star Wars single-player game. Single-player game, this first one we've had like that in a while. But yep. I think I just wanted more from it. It I, I whipped through it. it. Like, it wasn't that long. And uh, I just felt like... Well, there were no side quests. Yeah, I, I understand what you mean. It, it could have been... There are games now that are, like, semi-open world. Yeah, I think that's the thing, is it wasn't really open world. It was kind of open world in that you could go from planet to planet in, like, various places before doing your mission and do a lot of exploring yeah. and unlocking tools and stuff. But there yeah. was no side quests. There was only the main story to do. And, yeah. uh, and once you were done that, it was just over. Yeah, and I think uh, just 
in, in, in that era, because it takes place uh, like four years after Revenge of the Sith, so during the Empire, it's it very like... hard to free Rome as a Jedi during that era than it is during the Republic. Well, um, this I don't know who this will mean anything to, but Ahsoka did it pretty well. No, but I mean, like, where you can actually go and fight. Well, no, but here's what Ahsoka did where she was joined. She joined the Rebellion. The only way to do that was to join the Rebellion, but she was constantly on the run. I'm saying, like, you could go to a planet, walk around with your lightsaber out, everyone know that you're a Jedi, and not get into life conversations unless you wanted to. But Ahsoka was a Jedi. Yeah, but Greg was saying, like, yeah, she was-ish, um, but she was on the run. I just, I do, I, I see what you're saying, Greg. Oh, it's I, a video game. You could have put side quests in. Yeah, it's, there's, you could have given, you could have given your crew side quests, like in Night's Field Republic, um, you, you, as you learn more about the crew, you get quests from them in regards to their backstory. You could have done that in Jedi Fallen Order. You're not wrong there, yeah. And there's, I think, I think you could have just done more. I loved the mechanics of the game. It's fun to play. The graphics were great. Uh, the way that, uh, like, combat was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I just think it could have been more. And that's well, why it didn't make my list. Well, what it did lack in, like, side quests, it did make up for in other ways. For example, like you said, the, the combat was amazing. The mm -hmm. lightsaber customizations, I did love. Yeah. I'm glad they did a lot of attention to that. And just all, all around, the stuff, stuff like that, they did nail. Yeah, yes, they did. They did. Um, so, yeah, I guess I know. Play it if you want. Uh, it's it's good. It's good. I, I enjoyed playing it. I just... It didn't make my list because I wanted more. Um, the other one that we, all, that we all played and we all liked and was on my dad and this was Skyrim, which shocked yeah. me recently when I heard that it came out in 2011. And for a nine-year-old game, it holds up pretty well. Like... Yeah, it's well. Graphics and... Gameplay, story, like, it, it holds up pretty well for being nine years old. Yeah, but they also released the special edition for the new console, so they kind of upgraded the graphics a bit, but not entirely. I've been watching my dad play it on the PS3. Yeah. That's, which is one of the original consoles it was released for. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're sort of, you just, dad, you just finished the main quest, and you've just started a replay, um... What do you think about Skyrim? No, I, I think it's a lot of fun. It's, uh, there was, there was some stuff that I, uh, still need to do, so, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I like the gameplay. I like that you can sort of run all over the place. Um, the expansion packs are, are fun. Mm -hmm. The only thing is, it's, this, the thing that I don't like, and maybe this because it's an old game, like, when you go in a house or a, enter a door, you get, like, a black screen for... 20, 30 seconds. Yeah, load screens. Load screens are really frustrating. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a fun game. It it uh, can help you get through the evenings if you have nothing else to do. Yeah. That's actually, that's a... I've just recently been playing, like over the past three days I've started it, um, Zelda Breath of the Wild, and that's on my list. Um, I watched uh, my girlfriend, Elizabeth, play a lot of it so I, I know a little bit more than as if I if I've only been playing for three days but um as far as load screens go it's very impressive because you can explore a massive area without ever hitting a load screen like it's huge the only load screens I think I've 
encountered is that I've died and had to reload. Um, but I've, like, you can just do a massive amount of exploring. There's no load screens. When you walk into buildings, you just open the door, and there it yeah, is. It's newer systems, though, probably. Yes, it's a newer system. It's a way newer game, 2017. Yeah. But, uh... There, there. Those are things that are they're starting. Like to if you fix. if you play Skyrim on a Xbox One, does it still have those big long yeah, load, screens? load screens? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe it's because it's a newer game. Maybe it's a newer game. Yeah, uh, and that's 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 all there is to that. Do you guys enjoy Pong? I had Pong. No, <laughs> <laughs> I played actually, a lot of Pong back in the day. I don't think I I I feel like I have played and I feel like I did enjoy it. It's fun. We had a Pong at, at my uncle's lodge. Mary and I played Pong a lot. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I've played Pong before. I just haven't played the original Pong. Yeah, or I've played Pong-like games. Yep. Something like that. Um, I would say... Sorry? I would say why Skyrim and all those games do so well is because they're so open and have so many different little secrets and... The attention to details is so massive. You can't finish a game like that. Yeah, so there's, there's just, something more. Yeah, there's so yeah. much to going on in that game. You can't get bored of it. Yeah, I actually I want to uh, a game like Skyrim in that aspect only really um, is the um, Fable series ish. Fable two and three are like <laughs> that. One's a little different. Um, I personally love Fable two and three. Um, it's it's much more. Uh, I don't know exactly how to say it, but it's quite different from Skyrim. But you play as like this, uh, um, in one you're a, a prince leading a rebellion, and another one you're a, um, an uh, orphan kid who is, uh, um, you need to stop this evil king. There, two and three are similar plots. One is very different, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, but anyway, uh, if you like sort of games with lots of magic and very stylized, um, and like, uh, feel very magical, I highly recommend the Fable games. I recommend playing it two, three, and then one, because one is a much older game, and it's a very different kind of style, and it, I felt way more motivation to play it as a sort of a flashback because it sets up some interesting things that you're like, Oh, I remember this from two and three. This is how that went apparently. Um, but, uh, other than that, fable one's kind of boring, <laughs> um, but it's interesting story wise. If you've played, um, two and three. Well, that brings us to the, to the end of the episode three, just some parting thoughts. First, I, I want to say, May the 4th is not only Star Wars Day, it's also my nephew Greg's birthday. So happy birthday tomorrow, Greg. Happy birthday. It's a big one, 19. And uh, now the liquor stores are closed on Mondays and you can't go bar hopping because of COVID. So so happy birthday, Greg. Have a good one. And, uh, Thank you. I'm so happy that this, I'm turning 19 on this day and I can't go to do anything. <laughs> and uh, just, I just... As we were out walking this evening, it was it was such a nice night, and it was the same time as we've been the last few other nights, and I just love spring. And I think it really started in Yellowknife, because you get those months of dark, dark darkness, and then once the days start to get longer, and you can start wearing shorts, and and it starts getting warm and bright in the evening, it just, uh, I don't know, it's just become my favorite part of the year, I think, so I'm, I'm happy we're into it. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, mine was also going to be a happy birthday, Greg. So once again, happy birthday, Greg. And um, We're not going to sing, though. No. no. Okay. Uh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, the other thing I was thinking about, um, I, I think I mentioned earlier, I start work on Wednesday. I'm not looking forward to it. I don't like my job at all. Um, uh, most <laughs> they of the pay people, you. Most, yeah, they pay me. Uh, and most, you like that part. Yes. And, uh, you know, um, I don't like most of the people I work with. I don't enjoy going. I have to get up at four in the morning to go. Um, but, uh, I'm sorry. I say I don't like most people, but that's not true. There are some people at work that get on my nerves. I do actually like most of the people I work with. Um, there's just a few, and everybody has people at work that get on their nerves. Yeah. Um, that's what I meant. I, I misspoke. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned, uh, earlier that a lot of people are at home and I think there are a lot of people at home they'd rather be out working. So I'm going to try to be grateful for that. I still have a job. They are still paying me. I'm going to be able to make money this summer, um, probably more than most people who are going to be on the CERB. Uh, so I am lucky in many ways. And uh, that's what I'm going to tell myself for at least three days before I just give in to the despair. <laughs> Greg? Um, yeah, I want to say, well, thank you for the happy birthday wishes. I'm really excited for tomorrow, even though I do have to work tomorrow. But I mean, really, what else am I going to do? With, like, I was just going to sit home and do nothing. But... No, I'm really happy that I got to get into, like, a lot of things about, like, you know, what you guys should do to keep yourself busy during uh, the coronavirus pandemic. And, yeah, so I'm really thankful for you guys having me and Hayden on. Um, you know, being on a podcast is really fun because I've listened to many podcasts before, and it just, it's so much fun just listening to people and hearing their opinions on stuff. Yeah, it was fun to have you. Hayden, bring us home. Uh, cool. Hi, birthday, Greg. Thank you. Uh, I'll probably say it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> better. Say thank you guys for having me and Greg on the podcast. Never done a podcast, so this is kind of fun. Um, I start online school again tomorrow, which is fun, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. All right. That's it. Thanks, well. guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Good night. Okay.